today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Statistics Canada now says that the country's home ownership rate is on the decline, with young millennials in particular less likely to own a home in 2021, a lot less likely than back in, well, 2011. Najoud Al-Maliz has the details for us. According to the latest census release, two-thirds of Canadians owned a home in 2021, down from a peak of 69% a decade earlier. The federal agency also says newly built homes are increasingly likely to be occupied by renters, with 40.4% of new homes built between 2016 and 2021 now rented out. The share of homes that are condominiums continues to rise, with most built in large cities. The report says monthly costs rose faster for renters than homeowners in the last census period. Najud Amelis, the Canadian Press, Ottawa. So we got a problem. What are we going to do about it? I know politicians at all levels are promising affordable housing. They talked about it during their campaigns. Uh, we're not catching up. That seems to be the problem. Let's uh, bring our next guest in to talk and get some perspective on this. Uh, Luca Bucci is the uh, CEO of the Ontario Builders Association. Uh, Luca, great to have you back in the program. Thanks so much for the time today. Oh, thank you, Bill. It's always a pleasure to be here. Let me ask you about a strategy here. I mean, you know, the governments talk about this and they're going to allocate so much money. Uh, some governments are bragging that they're going to build homes. I don't know if any of them are going to pick up a, a hammer, or, but it's you guys that are going to do this. Uh, do you have the resources? Do you have the support? And uh, are you confident that you can get moving on this? Well, what I think is interesting about the report that came out yesterday is that it clearly shows that the current policy framework that governs home building in this province is driving up home prices and making the dream of home ownership more difficult to achieve, particularly for millennials. Uh, we put out a five-point plan uh, to government to help them facilitate a new policy framework that can do exactly what uh, what you're, you're talking about, Bill, building more homes and building more homes quickly. Um, you know, the government uh, housing affordability task force last year said that we need to start building one um, in order to, you know, reinstill uh, an affordable housing market. Um, and that means we have to build 150,000 homes a year. So our five-point plan is pretty straightforward. You know, we need to eliminate red tape and make it easier to build houses more quickly. We need to make sure that the houses we built are properly serviced by infrastructure. We need to ensure that we have enough land to build homes. We need to take a lot of the government costs associated with building homes out of the equations to make houses more affordable. And we really need to stop these kind of political backlogs that are getting in the way of, you know, progressive home building projects. So we have the resources, Bill. Uh, we're really excited. My members are really excited uh, at the OHBA to help the government achieve this target. Um, and we just need to relook really at that policy framework to make sure that we're, we're set up uh, in the right way to build the homes that we need. Okay, let me sp go back to the to the five point plan that you had here. Uh, I know your your members. I've talked to a number of your members, and, and they're ready, willing, and able to go here. Uh, but they're concerned about a couple of the things that you talked about there. One, of course, is land. Uh, it's not just are you going to build them, but where you're going to build them. Uh, talk to us about your feelings on that. Yeah, I, I I think right now we're in a unique situation, particularly in the city of Hamilton, where municipalities are starting to project where they're going to build housing over the next thirty to fifty years. I mean, what's concerning to our members at the OHBA is, you know, lands that have been allocated for home development are currently being left off the table when municipalities are talking about, you know, where do we want to build homes? Um, these are lands just in the suburbs that have been approved through their different provincial policy documents um, for housing construction uh, that are just not being considered for future growth. And that's really where, as an industry, we're trying to work with government. Um, to bring those lands into the equation so that we can increase housing supply um, and restore affordability into the housing market. Uh, are we talking about uh, beyond the urban boundary? Is that is that 
let's you know get right to one of the issues that uh, Hamilton City <laughs> Council's already dealt with because uh, I know right. some uh, let's so let's talk about that expansion uh, and what other communities are doing I mean we, you know sometimes we can have tunnel vision and just say well this is our community and, and that's all well and good uh, you have to have a much broader uh, perspective on this how are other communities handling it and uh, are there things that we can learn from that yeah I think across the board municipalities um, particularly in southern Ontario are really dealing with this interesting dynamic where you know that that are you know both political and and resource based uh, a lot of these lands are being left out uh, particularly Hamilton is one area where we're seeing this um, phenomenon happen quite acutely um, and in some cases you know there there's lands you know just at the end of your at the edge of your urban boundary that are, are are almost ready to come in that are being blocked based off of uh what i think is a, a twitter poll of, of thirteen thousand people uh which you know our association doesn't believe reflects the the true um i guess uh sentiment of, of the people of hamilton so we're really trying to work constructively with cities like hamilton um to help them understand the benefit of bringing these lands into the urban boundary again these lands have been uh, slated uh, for or allocated for housing development through different policy documents um, created by the provincial government. And we're just trying to make sure that municipal decision makers are, are, are kind of looking at these pieces of lands with clear eyes um, and free of political bias so that we can open up more housing supply in the province of Ontario. How frustrating is it when you do that and, and some of your members actually say, okay, fine, this has been designated. Uh, you might even purchase part of the land for future development. Uh, and the city staff uh, look over your, the applications and they say, yeah, yeah, this is good. Uh, and then at the political level, it gets killed. It's, it's, uh, there's a financial end of this, certainly, but it's got to be awfully frustrating. It's you're playing by the rules that the province has set up for future growth. Right. I think what's the most frustrating, Bill, is that at the end of the day, um, our members understand who really who really misses out on the opportunity here, right? And and I think the report that we see yesterday kind of clearly demonstrates that it's young people looking to get into the housing market. Restricting these lands from coming into the urban boundary and opening up more housing supply is really creating an upward pressure on housing costs, which are really shutting out millennials from you know the dream of home ownership and are driving them to rent condos um, or, or you know quite frankly driving them to continue to live with their parents, right? So the frustration is, you know, there's a clear solution in front of us that, you know, can help these individuals um, purchase a new home in a way that is is attainable. But a lot of the political discussions around bringing these lands into the urban boundary are kind of preventing us from achieving uh, achieving that end. Well, the, st the story that we just talked about here, the Stats Canada survey that you just referenced, though, uh, Luca, is, is insightful, I think, in a couple of different ways. But it's also, I think, gives us a story. And you just talked about the impact this is having on, on millennials. They can't buy a house. Uh, they've got options here. As you say, they can stay with mom and dad. Uh, they can try to live someplace else. But if this is where their employment is, not much going on. But then one of the other options is rental. Well, all of a sudden, there are more rentals, uh, and and there's a the, now there's there's not enough rental space for people that want that right. because those people should have been buying houses. They want to be buying houses, but they can't, so they're still renting. And of course, then you see the, the you know the, the the rents start to spike, and all of a sudden, everybody's suffering because of that. That's correct. That's correct. You know, when you have a limited availability of housing supply. And people are being shut out of the market primarily because we don't have enough homes and governments are consistently making decisions to prevent the construction of new homes you're putting pressure on the rental market and now you're seeing a situation where you know in downtown hamilton you're paying i think 22 to 2300 dollars a month for a condo on james and barton 
I mean, you know, having grown up in Hamilton 10 years ago, that would have been something that someone would have laughed at you uh, when you told them that that would have been the case, right? So the lack of housing supply, I think, is really starting to have a trickle effect on the rental market in such a way that now rentals are becoming prohibitively expensive. And at some point, you know, we have to answer the question, how much is too much? We need to open up land to get housing built in Hamilton. We need to make it easier um, for our, my members to navigate through the approval processes and eliminate that red tape so we can build homes faster. Um, and, and we need to really look at the fees that government charge around home building to ensure that they're being used efficiently and not getting um, overcharged so that we can deliver a, an attainable unit for those people who want to buy a home. Um, because without it, you're going to see this kind of fluctuating dynamic between renting and home ownership that is just going to come out um, you know, that, that, that it's just going to put a lot of millennials at a disadvantage because, you know, housing is becoming increasingly unaffordable, whether it is, you know, home ownership or, or rental. Well, Luca, let's talk a little bit about that. I, I, I wanted to, to make sure that we've got the broader picture here, and I think you've colored that in quite nicely for us. But in the Hamilton situation, you know this area. You, you know, this is, this is a city from which you're very, very familiar. Uh, the, the message from Hamilton City Council is, look, at, there's more than enough land within the urban boundary to do everything that we need to do. What are your thoughts on that? I think we're at a point right now where we need to look at the appropriate data and make those decisions. What's concerning about the, the, the case in Hamilton is that you had a lot of uh, municipal staffing reports, um, and these are reports that are um, developed by... Uh, politically, uh, non-political uh, public servants within the city of Hamilton that essentially say a different story than what the politicians are telling us. And they're saying we need to open up more land in order to build more homes. Um, I think a lot of these city councillors in Hamilton are being motivated by a political dynamic that is being played out in places like Twitter um, and in across the internet that might not be reflective of the reality. Um, but we, at the end of the day, we are 1.5 million homes short in this province. We need to start building 150 homes, 150,000 homes a year. And we need to look at all options to make sure that we're hitting that target. But just to give you some perspective, in the best home building year in the last two decades that happened last year, the province of Ontario built 100,000 homes. We need to build 50,000 more year over year over the next 10 years to achieve that target to restore affordability into the marketplace. And we're not going to be doing that by locking out lands for development that homes, sorry, locking out lands that homes can be developed on. So I can appreciate that, you know, politically, there might not be this sentiment that we need to build more homes in the suburbs. We don't need to expand the urban boundary. But I think that the, the facts that I'm presented to you are quite clear. We need to do that. We need to build more homes. We need more land to build more homes. This is a borderline crisis. Bill. I mean, we, we, we have to do whatever it takes in order to build more homes so we can reinstall well, a the market. Yeah, as as the Stats Canada survey said yesterday, this is this is the worst uh, scenario that we've had. Well, if, for the last twenty three years, uh, and it, it's yeah. a crisis. I mean, and and as as some politicians have told us, the status quo is simply not working. That's not good enough anymore. And they've talked to us about that about so many different facets. So they, they've got to apply that mindset to housing, I guess. Right now, uh, you can't. You know, this is not business as usual. We're going to have to think and be creative about things like this. Uh, the, the the other element of this, though, I want to connect some dots here. Some of the conversations you and I have had in the past, Luca, uh, those are pretty aggressive timelines and pretty aggressive numbers about the new builds that need to happen. Uh, do you have the capacity to do that? I mean, there's a shortage of trades right now. Uh, there's a concern about materials. Uh, if if you got the go ahead. I'm talking hypothetical here because you know how red tape is. But I mean, if you did theoretically have the go ahead, can you get started? And, and do you feel that that 
is going to work itself out in the passage of time. Our, our members with the OHB are very eager to build homes. They're very eager to help the government solve this housing crisis by increasing the supply of homes across Ontario. Um, we're just getting frustrated by the fact that we can't get these projects approved. Um, it's taking years for you know housing projects to go through the, the municipal uh, approval process. And every year that we're delayed, Bill, it costs the home buyer, the new home buyer, an extra $36,000 a unit. And that's on top of the increasing development charges and development fees that cities are leveraging on um, on units as well. That could bring about, you know, an extra $50,000 to $100,000 a unit, depending, you know, what municipality you're in across the province. So I, 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 I'm confident that our members have the ability to build. I'm confident that our members at the OHPA have the ability to help the government meet the target of 1.5 million homes over the next 10 years. But to put it honest. To, to, to be blunt, build the current policy framework around building houses, the framework that governs where homes are built or how, is not allowing us to do that. So we need to focus on how do we change that framework to allow us to build more homes and to allow us to put forward a solution that's going to get us out of this crisis. I, I know that all three levels of government have responsibilities here, but it seems to me as if the logjam here is at the municipal level. Yes, yes. A lot of the approvals around housing um, and how housing is built is done at the municipal level. And in some cases, we're hearing from our members at the OHBA that they're waiting upwards of seven to 10 years just to get a concept, a, a site plan approved. Um, I know Bill 109 um, has put in some measures uh, to expedite that process. And I think we're seeing municipalities put up some resistance to that by putting in more, I guess you can say, requirements on, uh, on different aspects of the approval process to protect themselves from that piece of legislation. Um, but quite simply, you know, we need to look at the processes that meet in, within the municipality and how they marry with the processes that the province has in place to ensure that we have the most efficient means to build a home and build a home more quickly. But right now, a lot of our projects are getting tied up at the municipal level. Well, and uh, we should just remind our listeners that uh, the municipalities uh, exist at the pleasure of the provincial government. That's where you get your charter from and everything else. And uh, provincial policy will trump municipal policy 99% of the time. Uh, and I know that Premier Ford and, and Municipal Affairs Minister Clark have both said that they want to get this thing moving in all communities, not just in Hamilton. So uh, we'll be watching with great interest. As always, Luca, thank you so much for the time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Bill. We'll talk soon. You betcha. Luca Bucci, who is the CEO of the Ontario Builders Association. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.